all of our lives. We thank God for his goodness. And I want to thank God for your life. I want to thank God for keeping you well, keeping you strong, keeping you healthy, keeping you safe. The Lord indeed has been so good to us and we are thankful. We are grateful. We sang earlier, receive our worship, all of our worship. And that's what we've come to give to the Lord this morning, our worship, our praise. Everything belongs to the Lord. Oh, he has been so good. He has been so faithful. Hallelujah. Once again, you're welcome to the City of Refuge Melbourne live broadcast. Hallelujah. And I have one, a few announcements for us. Everyone has been asking, when are we coming back for uh, corporate worship? When at least we'll hear something before the end of this week. Hallelujah. So let's be excited. Let's be ready. I know we are all excited. We are ready. And let's continue to pray, to push. It's not the time to, let, to take our legs off the, the, uh, the accelerator. It's time to continually press it down for that full blast. We are not to, it's not like, oh, everything now is over. No, in the spirit, nothing is like it's over. We have to continually press towards God, press towards his purpose, press towards what he has ordained. So as we look forward to our coming together again as a, as a whole, as the body of Christ, Let's be praying. Let's look unto the Lord. Let's be thanking him, giving him all the glory, giving him all the praise. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning as we go into his word. Father in heaven, we thank you. We lift your name on high because this is the day that you have made. And we will rejoice. We will be glad. Because you have been so good. Because you've done so much for us. And we cannot begin to count them. The songs writer says, count your blessings, name them one by one. And we'll be surprised at what you have done. Indeed, Lord, you have done so much for us. And we are grateful. We are thankful. Lord, we pray that even as we come into your presence, your word says the entrance of your word brings forth light. It brings forth understanding even unto the simple. Thank you for light. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for correcting us. Thank you for rebuking us. Thank you, O oh Lord, my God, for all that you have ordained for us even this morning. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. Father, I yield myself to you, O oh Lord. Use me, O oh Lord, as a vessel. Speak through me and let everyone hear the voice within the voice. That, Lord, their hearts will be open. Everyone's heart is open to receive of you. Clarity, direction, eyes that will see, ears that are hearing, and hearts that know and receive and understand your word. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people said, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Once again, you are welcome. This morning, um, I want to share with us something I believe that the Lord laid on my heart, which is in continuation, in line with what Pastor has been sharing the last couple of weeks on grace. Especially last week, Pastor was talking about apostolic grace. What, was, what is apostolic grace? The grace that was given to the apostles to, to, you know, to accomplish yeah, something. I want to continue mm. on the construction site. Or what I would say, the construction site, part two. Amen. But now we're going in a different direction. We want to break it down. 
you hear you had construction site and everyone said okay yeah 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 construction site construction site but not it's much more than that the lord began to open my eyes to see the di different things it's like wow every indeed the word of god is true because the bible says it says everything that the, the the invisible attributes of god is shown even in things all around us with things all around us, they display his glory. They are speaking to us. They are speaking to us. But how many times do we see what is speaking to us? Do we just look at it and it's like, it's just part of the normal. No, it's not just part of the normal. God speaks to us even with the things. Because the things of the natural take their bearing from the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So this morning, we are going on a journey to the construction site. Part 2. Hallelujah. Well, to begin with, let's lay some foundation. First of all, what is construction? What is construction? When, we, when, we, when you hear construction, the first thing that goes, okay, all right, um, building something. Yeah, it's actually that. Construction is what? Is the action or art of building something. I repeat, the act or the action of building something. For example, a large structure a house, a, an edifice, a, a 10-story, 20-story, 30-story building, or even a bungalow. They are all construction because it's what? The action or art of, of building something. And then in that definition, the word strikes out again, building. Remember when the scripture pastor read last week in Ephesians chapter 2, there was building, building, foundation, building, building. So what is building? What exactly is building? Building is what? Is to put together different parts. To do what? To put together different parts, different materials, different things. To bring them together. To join things together. To make a whole. Not to join things together to make a whole. That's what it means to build. It also means to make stronger to make more intense, to make stronger. You know, when something is on its own, by the time it combines with other things, when you put them together, you are building something to become a whole, to make it stronger. And that is part of a construction. And then we now go to the construction site. The site is a place. The site is the land, a place, a piece of ground, a place where, where, the, where, we, where things are put together for a particular purpose. You have your, for those of us who have built a house, we, when we started building, it was the building site or the construction site, the place where the building was being built. So this morning as we're looking at the construction site, we're looking at the place where something is being put together, it's being built, it's being made stronger. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And then the Lord was now, was now laying on my head, was now opening my eyes, he now asks me a question. He says, what takes place in the construction site? What takes place in the construction site? I know our minds are all is running everywhere now. Okay, this takes place. This will be, but let's relax. Like some will say, let's chillax. All right? Relax. Let's listen to the word of God. Let's listen to God himself, the Holy Spirit himself, teaching us through the natural things that we see. To bring forth his word, to bring forth his glory. So my question now is, what takes place on a construction site? You know, God is so awesome. You can't begin to think him. Think about what he, think, no, you can't comprehend him. 
You can't look at it and say, okay, I know, the, I, know, I know this is what God is going to do. I know. No, he's so big. The one who sits enthroned in heaven and he's, he's made the earth, his footstool. Can you imagine someone putting his leg on the earth and that is the foot, his footstool, the whole earth. And you in your tiny corner of the world, wherever you are, you are saying you, you fathom everything of God. No. God is so awesome. But the first thing he thought, he said, what takes place on a construction site? The first one is what? There's a clearing. A clearing takes place on the construction site. Probably it's been overgrown with weeds, with, there are rocks there, there are trees there. And this is the place we've identified that, oh, we want to build here. We want to build something here. We want to make something beautiful of this, of this land. So there's a clearing. Clearing of the land, the clearing of the space to make way for what we want to build. And he said to me, he said, that clearing is salvation. The entry point when we give our hearts to the Lord. Remember, Pastor some weeks ago was talking about the, the various dimensions of grace. He says, this is the saving grace where we, get, where we become born again. The clearing of the ground. Clearing of the piece of land or the plot of land or whatever it is, is when we give a heart to God, it says, Behold, all things have become new. We are new creations. All things have become new. The land is clean, is clear, so that work can begin. Let's, go, let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. And then we'll look at 8. Ephesians 2. Verse 4, 5, and 8. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. He says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, he did what even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. By what grace? This is the saving grace. Where everything is, be, is cleared out of the land is because of what, what, what is about to begin, what is about to take place, what, the journey that we are about to embark upon, the salvation that is the entry point, the clearing of the ground. Hallelujah. It says, by grace we have been saved. Let's look at verse 8 also again of the same Ephesians chapter 2. What does it say? It says, for by grace. You have been saved through faith. And, not, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. For by grace, saving grace, even on the construction site. Hallelujah. Saving grace. We are saved by his grace. His grace enabled us to come into his presence. To say, Lord, I surrender all to you. Clearing all the debris. Uh, clearing all the rocks. All the trees that are taking root, uprooting them. Hallelujah. Also, let's look at Titus chapter 2 from verse 11. Some of the scriptures we've looked at before. And I want to enjoin us. Let us go back to, the, to our YouTube channel, the TCR Melbourne YouTube channel. All these messages are there. Let us go back, begin to listen again. Listen again. The, the series on grace. Because I'll be touching on some things on grace that I cannot go back and 
I can't go back and say everything. But when you return to the, to the YouTube channel, listen again and again and again so that your spirit man becomes fed. You're feeding your spirit man. Your understanding comes because hearing me now or when you heard pastor in the weeks before, you've not heard all everything. Some have even forgotten what they had. So go back, listen. You'll be surprised at what the Holy Spirit will begin to minister to you, even to meet you at that particular need, even speaking beyond what was said, because that's the Spirit of God at work. Amen. When we go humbly before him, opening our hearts, not going with a heart attitude of, oh, I know it all. No, we don't know it all. God is everything. He knows everything. We don't know everything. So go, let's go back. Listen again and again and again to those messages until it becomes flesh in us. Hallelujah. Titus chapter 2 from verse, verse 11 and 12. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Doing what? Teaching them, teaching us. That denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we shall live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. That is that grace that brings salvation. When the, the construction site is cleared, what is it doing? It's making way so that we can live, we can live godly lives. We can put away worldly loss so that we can live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. And I can and because of what is happening in that world today, there's a need for us as believers to live what? Soberly. To live godly. To live righteously in this world, in this day that we are in. Because that is what will take us to the next level. That is what will see us through. Because we are confronted day by day now, like never before, with ungodliness. With all manners of things that, you know, that would want to take our gaze, take our focus distract us from what God is doing. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So the clearing of the site is the first thing that takes place on the construction site. And like, I, like the Holy Spirit mentioned to me, he said that is salvation. Grace that brings salvation, appearing to all, clearing the ground. I know salvation is not, this, is not the end point. It's the starting point. It's like when you, an athlete when you go down on your knees, say, on your marks. That is the beginning. That's salvation. On your marks. You don't, the athlete does not remain on your marks for the next 10 minutes, 20 minutes. No. Something is being done. But salvation is that on your marks. It's the clearing of the ground. It's the clearing of, of, of the construction site to make way for what is about to take place. And the second thing he said to me, what takes place all again on the construction site? Excavation, digging, the laying of foundation of the structure. Those they take place on the construction site. After clearing the, the whoever the, const, the construction worker or the construction uh, company, they don't just abandon the site and leave it. Said, "Yeah, we finished." No, 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 no. That's just the entry point. That's the beginning. Now they're bringing the machineries to dig, to excavate the ground. To root out trees that roots maybe years and years and years that have been have, been, have gone deep deep down. They have to they have to dig up the foundations so that foundations can be laid. Amen. The foundation of our lives 
is the Lord Jesus Christ. When we come into the kingdom, we gave our heart to the Lord. Now, foundation. We now need to begin, we now need to dig out. We now need to begin to dig, you know, build our life on the foundation of Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Or verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 9. What does it say? It says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are what? God's building. What for? According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is what? Jesus Christ. On the construction site, there's a plan for the building. There's a, depending on the type of foundation to be laid, the, the foundation being laid will determine depend on the structure that is going to be put on it. If it's just a bungalow, the foundation may be about six feet. But if they're going higher, maybe 10, 10 stories, maybe 20 stories, it's not the foundation of a bungalow that you're going to put on it, 20-story building. It will go deeper. That, is, that means what? More digging. Meaning what? More digging. More work goes into the foundation lane, into the excavation, into the pulling out of all the rubbles. I'll still get to, to some of these things I'm mentioning. Pulling out all the rubbles, casting them aside, pulling them away, throwing them out. Amen. I want, to, I want us to go to Ephesians chapter 2. We looked at this scripture last week. Pastor took, told, uh, took us through the scripture. Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to read it both in the New King James and in the TPT version of the Bible. Ephesians chapter Number two, verse from verse 19. Ephesians 2, from verse 19. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. It says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and, and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of what? Of the apostles. There is a foundation for us when we come into the kingdom. That foundation has been laid. You are not, is, we are not laying another foundation. The Bible makes it clear that there's, we, we are being built on a foundation, the foundation of what? Of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Jesus himself being the what? Chief cornerstone, the foundation of Jesus in in. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we read, we read there, talking about the foundation, the foundation, the foundation of Jesus Christ, the foundation of the house of the Lord, the foundation in Jesus himself. Let's read it in TPT. I'll read from verse um, 20 in the TPT version of the Bible. It says, you are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. Amen. And your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets. And best of all, you are connected 
Hallelujah. To the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. Meaning when you give your heart to the Lord, when we begin our work with God, we, there's a foundation already laid for us, solid, ready, waiting for us to, you know, to embrace. Like on the construction site, the foundation needs to be built. It needs to be dug and the concrete needs to be put so that the, whatever is coming upon the structure is going, is going to stand firm. Remember, we, when we're looking at the def, um, definition of what construction, building is, being put together to make, make strong. If there's no proper foundation, if there's no solid foundation, those who are building, they'll build in vain. Just like Jesus was, uh, was in the parable of build of building, says some there are those who build on the rock and those who build on the sand. And those who build on the sand, when the rains will come, when the floods will come, when the waters will rise up, there will be a great fall because it was built on sand. The foundation was shaky. The foundation was not solid. But those who build on the rock, the rock being the revelation of Christ the King, the rock being Jesus himself, the solid foundation, the one that stands sure, that cannot be shaken, the foundation of Jesus, that is what we are building. That is what goes on in the construction site. We are, we are, we are building on what has been laid by the apostles, by the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. He is the one in charge. He is the one that says, this is the boundary. This is where, this is, you don't build past this place. This is how you build. Hallelujah. Excavation takes place in the construction site. Digging takes place. The foundation is being laid. But you know something? Apart from all this, hallelujah, what the there's something about, that, about the foundation. The foundation is solid. The foundation is immovable. The foundation is strong. It's, it cannot be moved. Do you, if you see a foundation shaking and moving, something is wrong. It has not been built properly. The foundation is what? It's immovable. Have you seen the, the, the foundation of a skyscraper shaking? That structure is in trouble. So what foundation are you building your life upon? Is the foundation of your life Jesus Christ? Or you are, build, you are building on um, action cuts. You know what I mean by that? Let me explain. Oh, you're building your life on make-believe, on fantasy. Like when, we were, when I was growing up, when I was in the secondary school, the books we read were Mills and Boons, and they lived happily ever after. That is a faulty foundation. That's a foundation that is, from the beginning is, is like cutting wool. I can say it like that. You don't build on that. And unfortunately, a lot of people build their lives like that. That foundation is shaky right from the beginning. Meaning whatever structure you put on it will collapse. Whatever structure you put on it will fall. It doesn't stand the chance. It doesn't stand the test of time. Hallelujah. But when we build our lives on the solid foundation, upon the rock, the rock of G that is Jesus Christ himself. And here is where the Lord now showed me. He said, this is more grace. Remember the first one, the clearing was what? The saving grace. He said, here is more grace. 
that this, this grace is taking us out of our comfort zone. The digging is taking us out of our comfort zone because we want to remain where we are. We like the place where it's a place of comfort. But God is saying, no, come up either. I want to take you. He's saying, no, 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 let's build. Let's build properly. Let's build according to pattern. No, no, you cannot build your life like that. Let's more grace. More grace is released. James chapter 4, verse 6. We looked at that. That's why I enjoy us. Let's go back and listen to all this message, especially the series on grace. What I'm, part of what I'm saying now, you will find it there in more detail. Listening to it, it will be it's explained there in more detail. I can't go into all, the, into all what was said there because of time. And also because, just go there and listen. Hallelujah. More grace. When we, when we begin our work with God, when we want to build on that foundation, grace is released to us. Lord, taking us away from that comfort zone, taking us away from, oh, my, my life is okay as it is. No, it's not okay as it is. God is saying, come up. There's still much more to me. There's still much more to see. Come up. Come to me. Come be with me. There's much more. To, there's still much more. There's more to you than you are looking at even right now. Much more of God in you. There's more. God wants to take us to take you to places that you've not even dreamed of. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the things the Lord has prepared for those who love him. You want to see the things he has prepared for you? Come up here. Let more grace take you there. Let grace take you there. Taking you out of your comfort zone. The excavation, the digging, the foundation laying. All these are part. All these are what takes place in the construction site. We begin to attend services. We join the Bible study group. We join the fellowship group. We are there. We are not doing one week in, one week out. We are there. We, are hun we hunger. We thirst. We ask the Lord to fill us. Those are what is going in, making that foundation solid, making, making what the structure we're going to put on it, making it strong, and that will last. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. The third thing the Lord showed me, said to me, he said, you notice that on the construction site, there is constant removal of rubbish and dirt. When they're digging, they don't dig and, put, and, and leave the dirt just on the side like that. No, there's constant removal of the dirt, of the rubbish, of the rubbles, of the discarded materials. They don't leave discarded materials there. No, it's taking a constant, constantly they're being removed. That is our life. When we come into Christ, we come in with a baggage of rubbish, of unbelief, of things that, of traditions of men, of culture, of things. They need to be rooted out. They need to be thrown out. They need to be thrown away constantly. And, it's not, and you know, it's not just once. In the construction side, they don't just remove the rubbish once. It's ongoing. So also in our lives, there are so many things we believe in this journey of life, that needs to be thrown out. It needs to be chopped out. That is not part of the word, of, that is not the word of God. That is not godly. Everything that is good is not godly. It might look good, but it might not be godly. Praise the name of the Lord. Constant removal. That's why the Bible, let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. What does it say? Romans 12, verse 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. 
But what? But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you are renewing your mind, you are chucking out some things and putting in new ones. And the construction site rubbish is being removed and what is going to, what is going to build up the structure is, in, is being put in place. Amen. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and perfect and perfect will of God. Amen. When they are building, they are putting in what is going to make that, that building or that structure solid. They are not putting half-baked materials. They are putting in quality materials. When we renew our mind, by, when, we try, when, when our mind is being renewed through the word of God, we, what is happening is that our whole life, our whole, uh, everything about us is being transformed. God is transforming us. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 2 from the TPT um, version. You are rising like, a perfectly, like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. Since the, the structure is rising, they are putting um, stones, they are putting wood, they are putting it together. It says perfectly fitted. You know, in a construction, things are measured. They are calculated. You don't, they don't just take a brick here and say, okay, this one will fit here. And take another brick all out of proportion and put them together. What you have is a messed up structure. But they are perfectly fitted. They are cut to, to perfection. They are cut to shape. They are cut to size. And they are being fitted. Like, like the, you are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. And your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building. The anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. Let's look at the next verse. Amen. It says, this entire building is what? Is under construction and is continually growing. It's continually growing. Remember, we're looking at the construction site. He said the build, this entire building is under construction. Our lives is under construction. We have not arrived. Not on this side of eternity. So you can't say, oh, yes, now God has finished building me. You're in big trouble. God has not finished building. That's where the challenge is. Pride has entered. Because we think we know it all. No. It says the entire, this entire building is what is under. It didn't say it has been under construction and construction is now finished. It says it's under present continuous. It's under construction and is continually growing. He didn't say and will grow and has grown. He says it's continual, the Bible says it's continually growing. It's continually growing. It's under construction. Our lives is being built up by God. Our lives is being constructed. It's being put together continually, day by day, as we fellowship in His Word, as we read His Word, as we meditate on His Word, as we listen to what is being taught, as, as he, we listen to what He's telling us. We are being, we are what we are being built. We are under construction. We are being built up. Some will say, God has not finished with me. He has not. We are all a work in what? In progress. A work in progress. Walking. Walking. From one level of glory to the other. The entire building is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed 
as the holy temple of the Lord himself. We will not be complete until the Lord comes to take us home in glory. Amen. So don't say you are finished learning. Like, a like the son of a friend of ours, while many, many years ago, was still young, was probably about four, three, four, and he will see his other siblings, older siblings going to school every day, and he will stay at home. He was always saying, why are they going and I'm staying at home? I want to go to school. I want to go to school. He was always crying. Eventually, he grew up, he, about when he was about five, school started. He was, he was, he was happy. Happy, I'm going to school, I'm going to school, I'm going to school today, I'm going to school today. He was so happy with his backpack, with his small back, bag on his back. Excited going to school after the first time ended. Oh, he was happy for the holidays. Everyone was at home again. Nobody was going to school. Now second term started. Wake up, you need to go to school. Which school? I finished school. The waking up in the morning has become a problem. The excitement of school has gone off. As far as he is concerned, the first time that he has done, that's the end of schooling for him. He said, I'm not going to school, I've finished school. No, 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 we have not finished. In this school, it's a school for, it's a school for life. This construction that God is taking us through, the building is taking us through, is for life. It's for, it's for a lifetime to last us our entire life. Instructions to take us through life. He's showing us things, building in us things that will help us. You know, what, we, what you learned 10 years ago is not what you're learning now because you have grown. You have developed capacity to take more things because there's so much more God wants to teach us, wants to show you that you are not ready. Jesus said you are not ready for some things. If I tell you now you're not ready, maybe your whole system will buckle under it, and which is true. If God told you, told us everything he has in plan for us and all the things we'll go through. We said, God, uh, Lord, I think you hold, hold that. Uh, I think I'm okay the way I am. I'll go through this. I'll go through that. No, 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 no. No, but as he builds us day, day by day, grace to go through is deposited. Grace to go through is deposited in us. Grace to continue to hold on, to run the race with endurance, to run the race, persevering is released unto us. The structure that is being built cannot say, this knocking of nail in, in me is too much. Stop. Or why, why are you drilling so much holes in me? Stop. Now it's okay. No. It will be an incomplete building. So also we can say, Lord, that's it for me. No, because God, is, we are being renewed day by day. He said we should renew our minds. We should renew our grow in him. We are being renewed day by day. Strength is being imparted unto us day by day to run the race, to walk with him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The fourth thing the Lord showed me, that in a construction site, he said what? Do you notice that there are lots of noise in the construction site? Construction site is not a quiet place. The of the digger, the of machines everywhere there's noise everywhere it's a noisy place it's not a quiet place amen and he said to me in the midst of the noise do you notice that everyone is on task everyone is doing their job no one is saying why are you making noise with your dick with your digger why are you drilling so much it's disturbing my ears i can't do my work because this noise is too much no he said as 
in our, in our work with God, we must be focused on his purpose, focused on what he's taking us through, focused on the destination, and the destination is God. We must be what? Focused. We need to remain focused because there's so much noise. In our days, there's so much noise coming out of the city. But we must hear the voice coming from the temple. We must be focused. Isaiah 66 verse 6. What does it say? Isaiah 66 verse 6. It says, the sound of noise from the city. A voice from the temple. The voice of the Lord who fully repays his enemy. There's the noise from the city. There's a lot of noise going on around us now. But there's a voice that is coming out of the, from the temple. That is the voice we must be focused on. That is the voice we must listen to. That's the voice we must heed. The voice of the Lord. What is the Lord saying to you? What is the Lord saying to us as a church? What did he say to us? He said we are imagining infinitely better. Is that what you are hearing? Or you are hearing the chaos, the commotion that is going on all around you? You know there's lots of noise in the on the construction site. But everyone is focused. Despite the noise. The iron bender is bending his irons. The windows who are fixing windows, they are fixing. They're not saying this noise is too much. No. Sometimes they have um, earplugs or whatever it is they put on their head, on their ear to block out the noise. The Bible says Jesus set his face as a flint when he was going to Jerusalem. He didn't want to be distracted. He was focused on the destination. He was focused on the assignments. There's an assignment for us, brothers and sisters. We must be focused. We must not be distracted by the noise coming from the city. We must not be distracted by the noise coming from everywhere around us. We must be focused on the voice coming from the temple. And as we focus, more grace is released unto us. And here is what is abounding grace, exceeding grace, the grace that will enable us to reign in life. The grace that will enable us to stay focused. Abounding grace. The exceeding grace that will help will make you focus, let you remain focused in, in the assignment God has given in the race that you are running. The carpenter doesn't come and say, No, it's the work of the electrician I want to do. No, 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 no. He will electrocute himself. And the electrician cannot say, No, it's the work of the carpenter I want to do. He will put a nail in his hand because he's running, he's not running his race. We are to run the race and remain focused. Do not, do not focus on the noise all around you. Focus on the voice coming from the temple. What is the Lord saying? What does it say? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. What does it say? Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way. Let us lay aside every noise, every distraction. And sin, which so easily ensnares us, let us run with endurance. Focused. Eyes focused, no distraction. Let us run with endurance the race that is what set before us. Doing what? Looking unto Jesus. Listening to the voice from the temple. The author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, he did what? He endured the cross. He didn't hear the noise of the carpenter. He didn't hear the noise of the bricklayer. He didn't hear the noise of the machines going on, sawing iron. No, no, no. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and has, is now what? Has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He 
must focus on his assignment. We are to be focused on the race that is set before us. Are we living our lives according to his purpose? Or we are living our lives for ourselves? We can't live our lives for ourselves. Some will say, oh, I'm a self-made man. No, 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 no. You are disasters going somewhere to happen. You are not self-made. God made you. You can't even create a chicken. Not to talk of yourself. I say, I'm a self-made man. Create, create a chicken. A chick. You can't. And you say you're a self-made man. Who made us? He said we, he said we are made in his image. He has what? He has made us. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The next thing he said to me about the construction site. He said what? He said, have you noticed that on the construction site, I mentioned a bit of it earlier. It's like, there's teamwork. There's what? There is teamwork. Everybody know what they, they know what they're doing. They know their assignments. They are not running another person's race. They are not crossing any, into anybody's lane. They are all doing what? Their work. Praise the name of the Lord. There's what? There's, they are working in unison. There's, there's a sync going on. Despite all the noise going on around them, there's, there's a unity of purpose. There's a unity purpose there's a, there's an assignment there's a the assignment is to complete the structure to finish it make it strong make it beautiful make it not that people will behold it and say wow this is a beautiful building god wants to display us he wants to display us to the world he wants to display us the bible says that the whole earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of god God is, wants us to manifest his glory on the face of the earth. But before we can manifest, we have to be built up. He has to work on us. He has to put some nails in us. He has to remove the debts, the debris, cast it out, those wrong thoughts, those wrong, be, wrong beliefs, those things we have believed along the way that is not true. He has to work on our, on our character. You know, in, the, in teamwork, it's not, they're not all the same. You have the short, you have the tall, you have the big, you have the small, you have of different colors, with different mannerism, with different, you know, di different ways of, they come from all walks of life. But what do they have? They have a common goal. Our common goal as believers is to see the kingdom of God established here on earth. It's to see God, it's to let God manifest in our lives so that men can see and come to that light. Of God that shines through us. Is his light shining through you? Are you being built up? Are you working together? Not in the church. There's so many. We are not all the same. We are different. We grew up differently. We grew up in different countries. We do different places. Even if we all if we are all born in the same country. But we grew up in different homes. And there are different things that we, we have imbibed in our growing up years. And then we now come into the kingdom. At the entry point, we say, Lord, here I am. We surrender our lives to the Lord. We give our heart to the Lord. Then he's, he's working in us. He's working in us. Working in us so that we will all come. He says, until we all come. Until we all come into oneness. Jesus prayed. He says that they may be one. John chapter 17. Let's go there quickly. 
John chapter 17, verse 11. It says, now Jesus was praying. Many times they said the, uh, the Lord's prayer is the one found in uh, Matthew. Our Father who art, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. No, no, no. This is what I believe is the Lord's prayer because this was, was Jesus praying. He says, now I am no longer in the world. But these was talking to the Father about you and I. He says, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are. That was the heart of Jesus when he was going to be called, that we will be one. Why do we bring division into the body of Christ? Because we have not been properly excavated. The debris has not been removed. Amen. Let's look at verse 22 also of John 17. He says, And the glory which you gave me I have given them that they may be one, just as we are one. The Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are one. There is unity. The threefold cord cannot, cannot be easily broken. There's unity in the Godhead. And he said, he prayed to the Father, I want them to be one as we are one. That is the Lord's desire. In a construction site, the bricklayer does not tell the electrician, no, 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 I can't work with you. No, 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 I can't work with you. Your noise is too much. You go away. Let me do my work. No, they work together. Oh, no, say I, because I don't like your face, therefore, I can't work with you. And we, you, you hear that in, in the body of Christ. Oh, I don't like the way they greeted me. I don't like the way they spoke to me. I, remember, you are being built up. That is an area of pride that God wants to root out. Why can't we work together? It was a prayer of the one we are serving. If you say we are serving the Lord, God Almighty, he says, I want them to be one. And you are saying, I cannot work with the one whom he has created. He wants us to be one. We are being built up. And this was the... This was the, the there was this aspect he told me, he shared with me. Those shared with me. I was like, wow. He said, I want you to use your imagination. He says, imagine a building being built. And that building now says, I don't like this um, IT person working or this electrician working. I don't like the way he's poking wires through me. I don't like the way the plumber is digging me up again and I'm going to another construction site where they'll treat me better. And then the building uproots itself. It goes to another building site, another construction site. And it's, and it's there, it says, I've come. So I want the electrician, and the plumber, I want you to fix me up properly now. Yeah, I think you treat me well here. After a while, it says this, this, this carpenter working on the, on the roof, the nail is hitting in my head. It's too much. It's giving me too much headache. I'm going to another construction site. He said, that is how a lot of believers are. We go from church to church to church to church. He says, now imagine that building. What sort of building do you think it would be at the end of the day? A confused building. Utter chaos diverted away from its original purpose. 
diverted away from his original intention. And he said, in each building, there's a purpose I have. There's a pattern I have for that building. So that if each building is built according to pattern, at the end of the day, it becomes a beautiful, the area becomes so beautiful and people admire. He said, but a lot of, build, a lot of us, we move from here to here to here and we become confused. That's why pastor will say many times, there are some things you cannot choose in your life. And one of them is the place where you worship your church. Why? Because God has placed there everything you need to grow. Does it mean it's a, it's, everything is going to be perfect there? No, but it's going, to, it's going to train us up. It's going to teach us how to be patient, how to love, how to, how to work with one another, how to work as a team. Those are the things that God has placed in, the, in that house that you are in, in the church, that will cause you to grow. But what do we do? At the slightest discomfort, I'm gone. I'm done here. There's no love here. We've taken a part of here, go to another part, take another part of there, move on again. At the end of the day, that's why there's so much confusion in the body of Christ. Because what should make us strong, we have not allowed it to make us strong, is bringing division, is bringing weakness to the body of Christ. Let us put aside all these petty, petty issues and grow. Let us grow. A child that is growing every day, growing. You think it's easy? They go to school. They face subjects that they don't, they don't, they don't know. They don't have any clue what to do. But they don't say, because I don't understand that I'm out of this school. Let me go to another school. And they get there again. They, see, they face another, maybe another teacher. Or, and then they move again and say, no, I don't like, I don't like, I don't, just don't like this school. The way they are teaching this stuff, I don't like it. I don't, I, I move on again. That child will never graduate that year level. Why do we do the same in the body of Christ? When the, when the Holy Spirit was showing me that, I was like, wow, God help us. That we learn to endure. The place where God has placed you. The church where he has, he has set us, where, he's, where he has put us. Because you are listening to me, it's because you are part of this. Remain. Don't look out. Don't be, don't be moved by the noise out there. Everything God has for you to prosper, to grow, to fulfill your destiny is in the house. Don't bring in from here and there and become a caricature. Be whom God has ordained you to be. Be the fullness of whom God has ordained you to be. Hallelujah. The house does not say, to, I'm, going to the, I'm going to the next site. I don't like the way you are treating me. No, it remains. With all the knocking, with all the banging. And you know sometimes, mistakes are made. Mistakes are made. And then they said, no, 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 we have to take this down. It's not in, it's not in proper alignment. It has to, it has, this is how it has, it has to be. No, this is not right. I said many times, even in our work with God, we make mistakes. But what do we do? We don't run away. We remain and we are corrected. We are put back together. We are shown the path so that we can be part of that whole. Because every house of God, every church of the living God, every true church of the living God has a purpose. There's a focus. And remember, Jesus, the Bible likened 
the body, the church to the body. There's the nail. There's the hands. There are the ears, the head, the hair, the nose. Every, they're part of the body. My hand cannot tell my body that I'm not part of this. I'm not part of their body. This my head cannot tell my body. I can't. I'm not part of this body. Have you seen a headless body walking? Everybody will disappear. Amen. Everybody will what? Will disappear. <laughs> what is happening? Or a head without a body rolling on the road and walking. No, we are all part. And when one part is hurting, the whole part is the whole body is hurting. We don't say, oh, because you are hurting, well, you're on your own. No, we come together. We stay with one another. We encourage one another. You know, it is only in the church that I see that we tear each other down. Even the unbeliever, those who are in, put it like, those who are in the occult, they don't expose themselves. But in the church, oh, have you heard? Come and see. Do you know? We say, and how do we put it? I just want us to pray for them. You know, um, something. Let's just pray. Well, anyway, let's just pray. No, that is gossip. It is the church in the body of Christ that we tear and pull ourselves down. It shouldn't be like that. We are to love one another. We are to cover one another. Teamwork. On the constructions, everybody's working. They're not saying, no, this person is not doing this. And if somebody's not doing his job well, they encourage, oh, this, you didn't get, do this place well. Because if somebody does not do his job properly, it will affect the other person. He's building us up to be whom he has wanted, whom he wants us to be. And the last thing he showed me, though it wasn't, it's not the last of all that takes place in the construction site, but for this, this time, this period, he said what? He said, have you noticed that in every construction site, there is a supervisor, there's a manager. The site manager, the construction manager. And a site does not become a construction site until it's been given to a construction firm that has a manager. The manager of that site are the leaders, the pastors that God has placed over us. They are not there as figurehead, they are there to give direction, they are there to guide. They are there to lead. They are there to correct. They are the ones God has given the blueprint of that house. God didn't give you the blueprint. So don't say, I want to take the place of the pastor. I want to take the place of this. I want to. The blueprint has been given to a specific. You've not seen a head. If you see a person with two, three heads, that's a monster. Every construction site has what? A supervisor. They are the one that God has given great grace. Grace for specific assignment. It's not for everyone. Great grace is imparted unto them to come to, not to embark on that assignment. We must have a pastor. We must have so, a, a, a leader, a man of God overall, especially if you are a believer. You are not solo. No man is an island. We need one another. We need to be corrected. We need to be rebuked. Why are they talking to me like this? Why is pastor talking to me like this? Do, do, they, do they know who I am? Who are you? But the person created in the image of God. And God is saying, sit down and listen. Sit down and listen. Be corrected. Learn. When we don't learn, we go out and become, we become a mess. We become disaster. We, become, we, come, we go into trouble. We get into trouble. 
There's a supervisor, there's a manager saying this is how this part is supposed to be built. Looking at the plan, goes back to the master. Father, concerning this house, concerning this person, how do you want me to help this person? It's like a, the manager on the side going to the plan, the blueprint that they have in front of them and looking at it. Okay, this part of the building, you work on it like this. All in the technicians, they need to do this work. Father, the pastor, the pastor is going to before the Lord. Lord, help me to help them. Help me to help them. Show me. Teach me. What do I do? What, what, what do I give to them? What, what's in your heart? He has the blueprint. He's the one in charge. He's the one God has said by, the grace, by his grace over our lives. We are to follow. We are to listen. So that we can live our lives aright. Because if you knew it all, you would have been on your own. It's because we don't know it all. But God has placed someone over, over us to listen, to teach us, to guide us. Because they have the blueprint from heaven. They are able to receive from God and say, this is, what you are, this is the way in which you are to walk. Don't do it this way. But when we do it, we think we, are, we, are, we, are, we know everything. I don't need pastor. I can figure it out on my own. And then when you fall flat on your face, say, hey, pastor, come and help me. Where were you in the first place? Was it, has it not always been there? And then we come crying after we fall flat on our face. Wouldn't it have been better? That, oh, let's go through this process together. I need guidance in this area. Help me. Well, I'm, I'm, I want to knock the, I want to put this, um, this wall. I want to put this wall here. Do I put, will it fit this side or it will fit that side? Can you, you know, let's look at it together so that I can make a good decision. And then prayerfully looking at him say, oh, Father, what exactly? And the Lord might say, take it out. Don't be there. And he comes, and the pastor, and pastor comes and says, don't do it this way. And we'll listen. We don't say, pastor doesn't know what he's talking about. And they will fall flat on our feet. There is a manager in every construction site. If there's no manager, it will be chaos. There will be chaos. Every, everybody will be doing what they want. Everybody will be doing as they like. There's no right, there's no wrong. Everything is good in the eyes of everybody. No, but in God's kingdom, there is order. Because God is a God of order. God is a God of what? Of order. Paul said, we don't have many, we don't have a lot of others. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, let's go there quickly. 1 Corinthians 4 verse, from verse 15. It says, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yeah, those who are saying, okay, encouraging us on. There are people encouraging, remember in Hebrews, we are being observed by great cloud of witnesses. It says, yet you do not have many fathers. Have you seen a child with 10 fathers? Something is wrong. It says, for in Christ Jesus you have begot, I have begotten you through the gospel. This is Paul talking. That I am the father. I'm the I'm the pastor, I'm the head in this place. You don't have many fathers. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's look at the next, next verse. It says, therefore I urge you, do what? Imitate me. As I do, you do. As you see me relate with my father, you also do. He didn't say, do as I do, don't do what I say. No, he says, imitate everything I do. And I thank God 
for whom God has placed over this house, that he hears God. He's following God. And, I, and by the grace of God, he's leading us aright because great grace is upon us. The grace to do, the grace to empower, the grace to train us all up, it has been imparted unto him. And that, great, that grace is seeing us all coming together, becoming the edifice, the buildings come together. You know, when we have a good, when you have a good site manager, you see the building coming up, coming up. The levels are coming up. The levels are coming up. The levels are coming up. Everything is being fitted because he's, in, he's watching. He's everything in charge. He's caring for them, encouraging everyone to go on. Oh, there might be days that you might be, the, the workers might be sick. Oh, are you okay? Take some time off. Rest. And then you rest. Come. Because he's compassionate. He's caring. He has the heart of the Father. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Inside manager, listen. Listen to those whom God has placed over us. Follow them. says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, as I follow Christ. Walk with them. Hold them up. You know, if, if on the side and some people are giving the, the, the manager problem, that worker is in trouble. He can be sacked. But you know, in the body of Christ, it's not that you are sacked. You know what, he, what pastor will do? He just goes in his father. This person is giving me trouble. You better not let him report you to God. Because it will, <laughs> it's better for us to comply than be forced to comply. But when we, when we complain, it's from the heart of humility, the heart of willingness. We, want, we, we will to do his will. You know, work with it. So that the work of the kingdom of God here on earth will grow. Men are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. But there will be no manifestation if we are not being built aright, if we are not being built correctly. If we are taking the image of this house, taking the image of that house, taking the image of this house, we become confused. There's, a, there's an image so that at the end of the day, every building becomes strong and we're able to stand strong. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's quickly look at Job, Job uh, 33, 4. God is making us into whom he has. He said, the spirit of God has what? Has made me. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of God has what has made me. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. How has the Spirit of God made you? The Spirit of God through the man of God over us. Depositing into us grace to accomplish. We tap into the grace in the house. We tap into it. How do we tap into it? By not by yielding our will, not saying feeling so big that you cannot be, we cannot be spoken to, we cannot be corrected. If the worker on the site feels he cannot be corrected, if he has done something wrong, he will be kicked out of the site. That is the world. He will be kicked out, and somebody else will, be repla will replace that person. May you not be replaced in the work of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we will fulfill our destiny. We will walk, we will, we will live our life according to what we've been instructed to do. We will build according to the pattern that God has given the house in the name of Jesus. We will not align, we will not pick from here, pick from there and become a mess, messed up uh, believer. We will become that which God has ordained us to be strong 
mighty. We will rise up a glorious edifice for the kingdom so that men will see and say, oh, something is happening in that house. Something is happening in that house. I want to be a part of that house. And you know, in God's, in God's kingdom, in God's house, in this construction site, there's room for everybody. There's, there's no issue of no, no space, no accommodation. No. It's because God, is, his shoulders are wide enough to accommodate everyone. As many as are willing. So decide today. Live your life. Be built up according to the pattern of the house. Listen, when, when we are being corrected, let us, let, let us accept it with humility. And say, Lord, not my will. Because you know, initially, you might feel hot, but not God can heal. There's still a balm in Gilead. I said, Lord, I know you're you are taming my flesh. I'm putting my flesh under. This pain I'm feeling is the flesh that is, pain, that is being pain, not my spirit. Because we are, he wants us to become. He wants us to become. He wants us to become whom he has ordained us to. Let's rise on our feet. Praise the name of the Lord. The construction site. Are you being built? Are you being built up? Are you, are you working as a team? Are you allowing him to root out everything, every tree he has not planted in you? Am I allowing him to root out every tree he has not planted in me? Or I'm saying, Lord, I'm okay with what I have. Let me, let me stay with it. No, he wants us to be better. He wants us to be stronger. He wants us to face the enemy. But we can't face the enemy when we are weak, when we are divided. He wants us to face him as one. He says, let, there be, let them be one as we are one. That was the cry of the Lord Jesus, of our Lord Jesus. That we be one as he and his father were one. Or are one. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word of life. Thank you for your word that teaches us. That corrects us. That disciplines us. That even rebukes us where we need rebuking. Lord, we thank you. We ask for the grace to walk your word. To be doers of your word. The Lord my God will not go on, our, on a frolic of our own. But Lord, we'll be, we, will, we will learn to yield to your will. We will learn to listen. We will learn to do what you have. We will learn to do your word. Not just read, but to be doers of your word. Father, I thank you. Father, I bless your name. I glorify you, Lord. Thank you for this word you've shared with us. Thank you because, Lord, even after hearing, we'll be doers of it. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we say, build your church, Lord. Make us strong, Lord. Join our hearts, Lord, with the Son. So that together we'll march through the land by your Spirit. Displacing every influence of the enemy and implanting your kingdom. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Until we see you again, the Lord be with you. The Lord watch over you. The Lord keep you and keep you strong. And don't forget, stay tuned. During the week, there will be announcements from, from our pastor telling us the next direction we are going. Remember, there's a supervisor, there's a manager. God bless you.